probability that one or more team members may be infected by intruder organism. 75%. If intruder organism reaches civilized areas, entire world population infected 27,000 hours from first contact. Welcome back to the Thing Minute podcast, where we discuss John Carpenter's 1982 science fiction horror masterpiece, The Thing, one minute at a time. I'm Harper W. Harris from HarperWHarris.com, and joining me today is... Martha Moore. Cool. So uh, we're back again. We're talking about minute number 28 of The Thing, which starts with uh, Clark putting the dog away with the other dogs in the kennel, and then um, it ends a minute later with all the dogs kind of going to sleep, but a little wary of uh, of their their new pal that uh, just entered the kennel with them. This is an, an, a pretty interesting one in that, uh, you know, you'd think of all the crazy special effects and stuff that this movie has, um, mm-hmm. it sounds like this was one of the most difficult things to do in the entire movie. Oh, wow. Um, because they had to... Uh, so the guy that plays Clark, uh, Richard Mazur, had to train with this dog literally for months to do that scene, just of him them walking down the hallway and him let, letting him into the cage. Um, just because, uh, I guess, you know, to make him... Because I, I think I mentioned last minute that he is... Um, the dog, Jed, is half wolf. So, you know, he's not entirely domesticated. So oh, to make him really... He was wow. very skittish. And, you know, to make him comfortable enough with uh, with the guy playing Clark, they had to really kind of train him and, and get him used to him. Oh, wow. But I think that it was a smart idea, even though it was difficult. It does make him seem different than the other dogs. He seems a little bigger and from other scenes and from this one, he definitely seems like there's a little bit more going on than the other dogs for sure. Yeah. All the other dogs are just kind of lying there already resting. And it's like this dog is coming in and trying not to make too much of a wave coming in normally you'd think they would sniff each other's butts kind of (laughs) when a new pack member comes in to the cage um they would have to get to know each other but this dog oh wow i mean they all look at him and then it kind of pauses and looks and and then finally lays down right where a few steps from where it came in the Mm -hmm. cage and that's not normal dog behavior right there definitely not so, yeah, the whole thing just definitely makes it seem very kind of unusual and uneasy, both for the other dogs and for, for the viewer. Like, you know, like I said, you can definitely tell this dog is like kind of a little bit more intelligent and maybe there's a little bit more going on there than with the other dogs. And just the way it walks in real cautiously is very like, you know, I don't know. It it feels like there's a person behind those eyes. You know, it feels much more yeah. intelligent or, or scheming or something. Um, or some kind of intelligent life. Yeah. Maybe not a person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, and I think, I think too, not just walking him down the hall, but having to film the scene of, of him. I mean, exactly like you said, I think it was really difficult for, for the, the dog trainers on the set to get these other dogs to not, like, immediately just freak out and run over and either, either start, you know, smelling the other dog or, or start fighting with it, especially given that it's, you know, part wolf i'm sure they can they can tell that it's not just another you know domesticated dog or husky um so yeah it's pretty pretty interesting i 
I always wonder the way these dogs are all laying around. Um, they almost seem like they're sedated or something because they're like they're just so. Like, you know, they look over a little bit, but they're pretty uninterested in what's going on with this other dog, which seems unusual. Yeah, that is unusual. Obviously, they change their and, minds and, pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's so unusual because it's so eerie. To me, this is one of the eeriest scenes in the whole movie. Yeah. Because, and the way they got the dog to just stare straight ahead, he doesn't at any point look at any of the other dogs. He's just, it's almost like he's on a mission. He's figuring out like, okay, I'm going to have to merge with one of these dogs. Or maybe he's, or like he's going to, um, uh, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. It's just very, very creepy. It's it's very kind of calculating looking. Yeah, like he's, you can definitely tell he's like planning something or or that, you know, there's, there's just something going on. It's not just like, oh, well, here's the other dogs. I'm going to go to sleep. Like he's definitely very aware of what's going on. Um, and yeah, it's uh, that, that shot that we see from the outside of the kennel where the camera kind of moves over and, and up and you just see him kind of really cautiously walking in and, and just kind of surveying the scene, but not, he doesn't really look at the other dogs. He just, yeah, looks straight ahead. It's very creepy. Yeah, really. And the long walk down the hallway too is creepy. Yeah. It definitely just adds to that. Like it's just very quiet this whole scene doesn't really have any music, although it does. Uh, I guess this is kind of interesting. There's like this drone in the background anytime they're down down here at the dog kennel. Oh, and I can't remember. I read about it uh, somewhere in one of the. It's actually because, interestingly enough, one of the textbooks that I used back in college for my uh, sound for picture class is written by um, David Udall, who who did the did most of the sound for this movie and uh, actually just recently passed away, but. Um, yeah, I think that the, they were trying to find something that they could kind of put in the background here that would up the tension a little bit. And it's um, what they ended up doing is they took the sound of this AC unit, I think from maybe on the studio lot, and then just slowed it down a whole bunch. So it's just like this really deep kind of drone going on in the background. Oh. So it's one of those just kind of subconscious things that adds a little bit, a little bit of tension to the whole thing too. Mm-hmm. And just the quietness is the only thing. It's just there's a few... Uh, how I thought that sounded a little bit like wind howling. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's, I I don't know if I mentioned that at all. They, um, that, you know, one, one of the things they did when they first, when David Udall got, uh, contracted to do this movie, he started going out and recording stuff and, um, he he knew he was going to need a bunch of wind sounds and he had a really hard time recording anything good because it all just sounds like white noise. Um, oh. and, and the way he finally got the kind of very creepy howling wind that you hear a lot in this movie is um, he was in a dump. He was in a dumpster uh, in in like Las Vegas or some, somewhere out like near the desert. Um, <laughs> and he was literally sitting in the dumpster with the lid closed and recording the, the wind that was blowing around outside of it. Um, which is pretty funny. I think he said that somebody somebody came to throw something away and saw him in there and got kind of freaked out. <laughs> wow, so you can imagine. that is commitment. To yeah, really. That, that's cool. Sitting in I a guess hot dumpster. Make... Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I you know, as a as a, a fellow sound person, it's it's funny. You know, like everybody knows what wind like quote unquote sounds like, but when you go out to actually record it, it's just like, oh no, that's just air like distorting my microphone. That's not actually what what we think of wind sounding like. (laughs) (laughs) So it's one of those things that like harder to record than you actually think it would be probably. So everybody's like, just go outside. There's wind everywhere. 
But uh, you kind of have to have something to whoosh around. Yeah, exactly. It's more about what the wind is hitting than than the actual wind itself, I guess. It's Uh like I guess we're probably used to it the way it sounds, the wind actually going across our ears. Um, Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, so to to record that, you know, the microphone doesn't really have that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I thought that was kind of interesting. But yeah, this scene definitely is just one of those kind of very slow, suspenseful. Um, this is another one that has a lot of camera moves that you could compare to something like, um, like the shining or alien, just those kind of real slow tracking shots that, that just sort of establish a mood more than anything else, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And if you're a dog lover, you like animals. I mean, it's hard, kind of hard to watch. Well, the, uh, well, what comes next, but, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. But, you know, it's such a cute looking dog. I mean, it's a beautiful dog. Yeah. And and the all the dogs are beautiful. And you just you don't want anything out. That. This is that that next scene was harder for me to watch than than the whole rest of the movie, honestly. Oh, yeah. Because I, I love the I mean, yeah, know, I was going to ask. I know you're a dog dog lover. You have, do you have how many dogs do you have? Is it just one or more? I just have one. I just have one. Lucy. She's a Carolina dingo, oh, Carolina wow. dog, an American dingo. We we think she's probably a mix of a bunch of things, but Animal Control called her Shepherd Mix the other day because she got in trouble <laughs> for being off her leash Uh-oh. in the neighborhood. But she's probably, I don't know, she's got a little bit of, maybe a little bit of pit in her, not sure. Yeah. But she's a very good dog. I love her to death. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Do you ever catch her like, uh, you know, staring out the window at, at things mysteriously or, or brushing up against people's legs? <laughs> doing <laughs> I doing tell creepy you, thing stuff. Probably why this scene is so creepy to me is because I dog behavior to me is so fascinating because they they really <clears throat> they watch us more than we watch them. Yeah. And any little movement on your face they're you know they're looking for your emotion all uh-huh. the time. And it's just, it's very interesting. Dog behavior is very interesting, but in the way this dog is when he says, what are you waiting for? Cause it kind of hesitates before it goes in the cage. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of sizing the other dogs up probably. And without thinking that this dog has been trained to just go into the cage and lay down, you know, from a dog's point of view, that would be kind of a scary situation Yeah, going into a cage with a bunch of dogs you don't know. And, but you don't know at the time that the dog is sizing them up because he's about to try to merge with them or whatever you call it. Yeah, It's almost like a conversation happens without any words yeah, that's true. Yeah, at this point in the movie, we don't really know. Obviously, we don't know what's that the that the dog is, you know, straight up an alien. But um, but we there's definitely a lot of hints that there's something suspicious about the dog. I mean, obviously, from the beginning of the movie, the fact the fact that the guys are are chasing the dog and trying to shoot it, um, you know, the probably the viewer, but also the people in the movie, their first reaction is, okay, well, these guys must have just lost their minds. Like, there's something wrong with the people. Um, right. They don't really right. suspect the dog. And that kind of plays on your, you know, most people's love for animals. Like, oh, the dog's fine. It just 
it's running, it's probably cold, it's trying to get, um, he's being chased by helicopter. What's wrong with these crazy humans? Right, like, of course this dog would be running. Like, these guys are trying to kill it. Like, you know, how could the dog possibly be anything threatening? And it acts very, very nice with its new masters. I mean, it kind of lures you in to thinking a false sense of security that this, no, there's nothing wrong with this dog. Yeah, but it's it's <laughs> very clever filmmaking that, you know, over time, just from, from shots where we see the dog kind of, you know, make, having kind of knowing looks at, at different things and watching as the helicopter lands and the way it kind of wanders around the base and, and goes, you know, starts to kind of like it's looking for something. Um, yeah. And has the scene happened yet where he goes into uh, the first guy's room and you or I don't know the character's name, but you you see his shadow on mm-hmm. the wall and you see the dog walk in. Yeah. Yeah. It's a super creepy scene. It's, that's one of the big mysteries of the movie is exactly who he's, who he's going in there. But yeah, that's a great shot. It's another one like this that I think they probably had to, you know, train the dog forever. Cause he doesn't look in the camera and he, he, you know, it's not just like a bunch of cuts. It's like one solid shot where he just, you know, pokes his nose through the door and then, is walking down the hallway and is looking in the different rooms and then find finds a victim and, and goes into that room and but you never know exactly what happened there. Yeah, so it's just there's lots of little hints that there's something more than meets the eye with this dog, but you don't know exactly what the deal is, but you can definitely tell that something's about to happen here, the way he enters and just kind of sits real kind of awkwardly in the middle of the kennel like that. And he doesn't go to sleep either. He just sort of sits with his eyes open. Um, yeah, it's very unsettling. Like you know, something something bad's about to happen. That's got to be a really well trained dog. Yeah, and I, I mean, think <laughs> it was pretty new. I, I think the dog was. This was the first movie this dog was ever in. So it's it's pretty surprising that they're oh. able to get such because it really is a really good performance out of the dog. It's it's pretty impressive and and you know surprising that they were able to pull it off as well as they do. As I imagine, this was some of this stuff had to be so hard to get the dog to, to just do it exactly the way they wanted. But, it's almost like a stalking. He's doing a stalking movement going forward. Uh, my dog does that at night when she hears like mice under the house. Yeah. She'll, she'll tip almost tiptoe and walk really slowly. And like, she's stalking something that she can't see, but um, or she can hear it. She's trying to sneak up on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like a cat, a cat, she looks like a cat when he does, she does that. So. Yeah, it is a little cat. Like, um, just, yeah, that st- stalking is the perfect way to describe it. I think uh, I did. This may be a little off, uh, topic, but I did teach my dog a new trick that reminds me of this scene a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's called targeting. And I just, I just taught it to her where she'll I'll have a treat in one hand and I'll take my other hand and put it out to my side and say, touch. And if she touches her nose to my hand, then she gets the treat. Ah. But she learned it pretty quick. That's smart dog. She's, she's such a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> all my dogs have been a bunch of goofballs. Uh, I don't have any dogs right now, but all the dogs I grew up with, we always tried to train them and they were just too, they, we could never get them to, pay attention for more than two seconds. <laughs> they would not have been very good um, actors. <laughs> and I, I, and after I taught that trick to her, I was like, you know, she could be in a movie. 
she's good enough. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) That's your side gig right there. I know. (laughs) It's like a child actor. (laughs) Oh, my sweet baby. Put it in a trust fund for the dog. (laughs) (laughs) And I I had one last piece of kind of trivia here. And that, you know, obviously we talked about how difficult it probably was for them to to have all these dogs in the same room kind of playing nice and not, you know, kind of going crazy while they were filming. So one thing they did is... um, they used a fake dog in, in, in this minute, it only happens in one shot. It's uh, when they're looking down at, at the dog from behind and he turns the lights off. It's actually a oh. rubber dog. <laughs> wow. But it looks exactly now, like it, right? Like I would have never known that. How do you like put in an order for a rubber dog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I would, I, it had to have been special made by the special effects crew because it looks exactly like the dog in the shot. It's really impressive, and they use. I think they use it some more in the next next minute too, um, when they cut back into the kennel. Uh, but yeah, this I think the only one in here that we get to see it is that very last shot. But yeah, and you don't see it from the front, but it looks exactly. It looks totally real. Like I, I would have never even crossed my mind that it was not the actual dog. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I was trying to find the. I was watching it again real quick as you're talking, and I couldn't tell which one was rubber. Yeah, it's pretty huh. pretty impressive. Wow. So you'd have to wonder if they ever thought about just making all the dogs rubber. <laughs> Probably have made this scene a lot easier. <laughs> I mean, that one is obviously in distress in the next scene. I wonder if uh, PETA oh, would yeah. have made, made a stink about it. Yeah, He's I getting have, sprayed with goo. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, I have a feeling. We'll, we'll definitely talk about that. I have a feeling uh, PETA was not involved in the shooting of this movie. They probably would not have been, not have been all that pleased with what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So um, well, I think that's that's more or less all I've got for uh, for Minute 28. Any, anything else you wanted to mention? Um, I just I don't think so. I'm just dreading the next scene. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh i think that will wrap up uh minute 28 but um in the meantime make sure you check out the show on itunes and uh subscribe on there so you can never miss an episode uh, you can either search it on google or if you go to the thingminute.com there's a itunes link on the bottom of the page um and also if you like the show if you've been listening to us so far and, and enjoy it um we'd really appreciate it if you go and rate and review us on itunes as well it's definitely the best way for us to uh for new listeners to be able to find the show and things like that so uh, definitely do that we'd really appreciate it and uh most importantly don't forget to come back tomorrow for another episode of the thing minute thanks for listening if you enjoyed the show please go to thethingminute.com there you'll find the show notes with links to anything we talked about on this episode and lots of other resources on The Thing. You can also find us on Twitter at The Thing Minute and on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Thing Minute. But most importantly, subscribe, rate, and review us in iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. Check out other podcasts like this at moviesbyminutes.com and be sure to head over to starwarsminute.com to listen to the team that started it all. Thanks for listening, and until next time, this is Harper signing out. Harper signing out.